Now, let's look at this again. Uh, we're going to go to our subject, John chapter, I'm sorry, I say Ephesians chapter 2. And verse 1, Ephesians 2 once, and you has he quickened. That means you were dead, physically dead. You were made alive. All right. And then he said, but you were dead in trespassing sins. Now, I'm going to show you back today to show you how you were dead in trespassing sins. How were you dead in trespassing sins? All right. Now, let's go down to verse number four, Ephesians chapter two, verse four. But God. See, we were all dead in sin and trespasses, but God. Who's rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Even when we were dead, then he's going to tell you what we were dead in sins. Has he quickened us together with Christ? The word quicken means he made us alive. He made us alive together with Christ. Then they're going to say again, for by grace are you saved. Now, what does it mean to say by grace are you saved? Because of what Christ did on the cross. That's grace. What Christ already did for you. That's grace. You can't do nothing today to be saved. You can only receive your salvation. All right. We're going to go down and look at another one here. Uh, in verse number five, even when we were dead in sin, has he quickened us together with Christ? By grace you are saved. And then in verse six says, and has raised us up together, made us sit together, watch this, in heavenly places, watch this, in Christ. Everything happening to you in the new covenant is in Christ. So if you talk about waiting to be resurrected, if you in Christ, guess what? You already been resurrected from the dead. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 14, therefore, if any man be in Christ, guess what? You are a new creation. See, that's why people are deceiving you at. And I want you to understand, if you believe what they're saying, they're deceiving you. That means you don't know what your salvation is about. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Watch this. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That's 2 Corinthians 5, 14. If you got the script, you can put it up there. That's what I'd be waiting on. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, a new creation. Old things are already passed away. And old things are sin, condemnation, and death. They've already been passed away. All right. Thank you for that. Now, let's keep going. Ephesians chapter 2. We'll wait for you to go back to verse 8. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. We'll wait for the screen. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. Told you once again, for by grace are you saved through faith, not through his name. That's why I showed you a verse this morning. It said through his name. You are not saved through his name. You are saved through faith. That means the gospel has to be preached to you and you believe. That's the only way you're saved. You're not saved through his name. Don't let nobody deceive you. If somebody say, I'm going to baptize you in water in his name for you to be saved. Oh, I'm going to preach to you Christ and you believe in his name. Listen, that's not salvation today. Salvation is through faith. Not of yourself. Watch this verse put on the screen, Ephesians 2.8. For by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourself. Watch this. It is the gift of God. Salvation is free. If you do anything to earn it, it's not grace. You must just receive salvation by believing in Christ, death, and resurrection. God gives you salvation, who is the Holy Spirit. That's your salvation. All right. Now, 
the next verse said, we are his workmanship, not a work lest any man should boast. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus on the good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Now, let's, let's go to work because this is what we want to do. Uh, we want to go to Colossians 2, 18 and 19. This is where we will start today. Colossians chapter 2. Now, we are talking about two resurrections. Let me go back and show you one thing before I go there. Go to John chapter 11. The gospel of John chapter 11. If you can believe what I'm saying, and I say it this way, that's the only way you're going to get it. Most people try to get the word by using their head. I don't believe that. I do believe that. Trying to pick and choose, you will never get anything from God. You get the word from God, it's when you hear the man of God. Listen, this is the way it is when you go to church. It's better to just go to you a church where you can believe everything the preacher say than to go to a church where the man is preaching the word and you question it. You might well just find you a church where you just fuss with the preacher all day. Matter of fact, why don't you start preaching and you just start fussing with yourself? Because nobody's going to be right. Listen. Believe me, my wife will tell you, I spent hours and hours and hours and hours and hours on your message. Amen. Now, in John, I'm sorry, not in John. Yeah, John chapter 11. Watch what Jesus said as he ministered to the Jews. I want to go to verse number 23. I want you to really hear this now because this is what you got to understand. I'm talking about two resurrections. Well, we know we don't have two resurrections today. But before the cross, you had two resurrections. You had a resurrection of the dead. You had a resurrection of the just and a resurrection of the unjust. That's, that's Acts chapter 10, verse 42. I'm not going back there. You can write it down. Acts 10, 42, there shall be a resurrection of the just and a resurrection of the unjust. There shall be a resurrection of the quick and a resurrection of the dead. The word quick means those who are made alive. I also gave you First Thessalonians this morning. The dead in Christ going to rise first, and then they which are alive shall remain. That's the two resurrections. You don't have two resurrections in the new covenant. John chapter 11 and verse 23, Jesus said to her, thy brother shall rise again. Martha said to him, I know. This is religion. Well, I know he's going to rise again. Watch this. In the resurrection at the last day. What is she talking about? She's talking about the one that I read to you in Acts chapter 26, uh, Acts chapter 24. See, I read though, Acts 10, 42, Acts 17. All those are the two resurrections. See, she says, I know my brother's going to rise again. Watch this. In the resurrection at the last day. See, the Old Testament resurrection was a day. Hold your, mind, hold your finger right there. Let's go, to, let's go to Acts 17. Let me show it to you. God had chosen a day that he would judge the world. This is what she's talking about. You don't have no day no more. You are not in time. Acts chapter 17 and verse 30 and 31. 32. We'll look at those three verses. Acts 17, 30, 31, 32. See, you are not in time anymore. Time was in the old covenant. It started off in the garden. Time did. That's why you had B.C. all the way down to Christ. Then you had A.D. You don't have time anymore. 
You are in grace. All right. That's why they had the last days. You don't have any last days in grace. All right. Acts 17 and verse 30 says, and, and the times of this ignorance, God winked at, but now commanding all men everywhere to repent. That's why no covenant, that's why they had to repent for time ran out. Because he has appointed, this is the Old Testament, a day in the which he will judge the world, talking about Israel, in righteousness by that man, Jesus Christ, whom he has ordained, wherefore he has given assurance to all men in that he had raised him from the dead. So when he raised from the dead, you study the word, he sat on the throne and he judged the tribe, 12 tribes of Israel. I gave that this morning at Daniel chapter 7, and you look at verse 9 down to the end of the chapter, you'll read, you'll see him sitting on his throne judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Okay. Uh, now, let's go back, let's go back to uh, John chapter 11. Remember, watch what it says. John chapter 11, verse 24. Martha said to him, oh, I know he's going to rise again in the resurrection. Watch this, at the last day. See, Jesus is going to stop that. He's going to say, listen, listen, girl, I am the resurrection. See, once Christ came, there was no more day. It's a person. So that's why everything now is a person. Salvation is a person. It's not in what you do in the moment. It's in a person. It's in Christ Jesus. See? So you cannot have all this other stuff. Old Testament, they have faith in his name. It's not in his name anymore. It's in a person. See, they had his name because Christ hadn't come. See, you have to understand it. So you're still in his name, then you have not received the person. All right, now watch this. In John chapter 11, I am the resurrection. Well, what happened to the two resurrections I just wrote to you in John? Because they were fulfilled by one man. So you don't have a two resurrections. Those are days. Those were the time set aside. Revelation chapter 11, uh, verse 15 in there. You will see that there was a time that God would come and he would judge the world. He would come, be a time where they had the wrath of God. They would be judgment and reward. That's Revelation 11, 15 through 18. See, all, that's, all that happened. Time for wrath. The wrath of God came. Judgment came. And also rewards. So that's what people tell you today. Yes, she's going to get a reward. My, my question is, what is a reward? Hold, hold your finger right there. Hold your finger. Hold your finger. Go to 1 John 2, 25. See, what happens is, I'm going to show you when I go back to Colossians. Don't let no man beguile you of your reward. You, know, you got to know what your reward is. Because if you go into a church where that man is lost, he's preaching to you, guess what? You're going to be lost too. Believe in the preacher, go into church, and still die and went to hell. What a shame. 1 John chapter 2, verse 25. Told you what the reward is. Just mark your Bible. 1 John chapter 2, verse 25, told you what the word, told you what God promised you. Here it is. And this is the promise which he has promised us. Here it is, even eternal life. Now, that's what God promised. Ha, do you have it yet? And eternal life is one person, and that's Christ. 
So when somebody tells you all this other stuff, you still don't have eternal life. Okay. Now in John chapter 11, once again, back to John 11, verse 25. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Wait a minute. If the person is the resurrection and the life, then there's no day. There's no more time. It's a person. See, the law was fulfilled by one man. So that all this stuff, people somebody keeping the law, you're not keeping no more law. There's no more law. Hold your finger, Romans chapter 10. We're coming right back to Revelation, uh, uh, John. Let me finish John, then I'm going to go to uh, Romans 10 and 4. Romans 10 and 4. I'm the resurrection, John eleven twenty five, and the life. He that believeth on me, watch this, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. So you have people that's never going to die because Jesus is coming back. Then he said, but if you die before I come back, I'm going to raise you from the dead. That's why we have 1 Thessalonians 4, 13. We'll read that next. She said to him, yea, Lord, I believe you, the Christ, you, the Son of God, which shall come to the world. That's what they, how they were saved. They had to believe you the Christ, the Son of God, who will come to the world. You are not saved anymore. Just believe in you the Christ, the Son of God, shall come into the world. That's why I gave you what you believe in. 1 Corinthians 15, you should take that place in your Bible and seal it. Or put that, that, little, that little string that you don't know what to do with to keep dangling, get in your way. Put it in 1 Corinthians 15, because they told you how you were saved. Moreover, brethren, in 1 Corinthians 15, 1, for the tape's sake. 1 Corinthians 15, 1, moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, Paul says, whereof you have received and wherein you stand. This is how you live. By which you also saved. This is how you were saved. If you keep in memory, don't let nobody get in your head and have you believe something else. If you keep in memory what I preach to you, unless you believe in vain. I deliver to you, first of all, that which I also received, how Christ died for our sin. Well, how did he die? He was crucified. That's why we showed you on the TV today. You were crucified. You can watch the passion on your phone. Just Google passion. Watch it free. They give you the DVDs away they stole. Give them to you. You saved by Christ. Death, bearing the resurrection. All right, if you die and go to hell, it's not my fault. You hear that, Lord? I did my part. All right, so Jesus said in the way, the truth and the light. No man come to the Father. That's John 14 and 6. I am the way, the truth, the light. No man come to the Father but by me. So you doing all this other stuff, die and go to hell, I told you that was not the way. That you're like coming here right now and said, I'm going to Saginaw and I'm going to take 75 south. Girl, you're going to Chicago <laughs> and Wisconsin and somewhere else. See, my job to tell you the truth. Now, Colossians 2, 18, 19. I'm here to stay. Colossians chapter 2, verse 18, 19. Watch what Paul said to these people. And this is what I'm trying to tell you today because you don't think it could happen to you. It happened to the first woman in the Bible. Colossians chapter 2, here it is. And verse 18 and verse 19. 
It's on the screen, waiting on the screen. Colossians chapter 2, verse 18, 19. Let no man, going to come to your camera, professional football player. Let no man this beguile you. That word beguile means trick you, lead you astray, deceive you. Don't let nobody, he says, going to be a man. And I'm going to show you in the word how Adam was deceived, how Eve was deceived by false prophets. People who are false prophets, listen, they don't know the word. See, we think a false prophet like, well, you know, he got long fingernails. and he got, That ain't no false prophet. You can't look at no outward appearance. He don't know the word. You go by looking at a false prophet the way he lived. He, he can't live holy. We got to come to recognize a false prophet when we see one. When you are a person that do not have the Holy Spirit, you cannot live holy. You have no business sitting here. And what we do, we'll see a person sitting here because he got on, he's, he's so fancy and clever, and he got on all this stuff. He's driving a whatever in the parking lot. And listen, that's how the devil do. He, he looks just like an angel for he can deceive you. But you know one thing I learned? You can't deceive me. No more. I've been deceived before. Once you've been deceived, you know a devil when you see one. You just got to come to yourself to say, that's a devil right there. Now, if, if Eve had been able to say that in the garden, that's a devil. And I'm going to show you, he had everything that she wanted, wanted, but he was not who he's supposed to be. The Bible said they were wolves in sheep clothing. And you, you can't get deceived by how they say God. I'm telling you, y'all got, I'm trying, you better listen. Because you got some, they can say God. Huh? And they got that. Mm -mm. They'll deceive you. Colossians chapter 2. Here we go. We're looking at verse 18 and 19. Let no man, because he told you who it's going to be, deceive you. Of your reward. I just show you first, first John 2 25 is eternal life. That's what's on the line. What should it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What shall you give in exchange for your soul? See, you got people saying, I ain't going over the door of faith. I'm going somewhere else. Go right ahead. You gambling. And you probably gonna lose. Because I know what I believe and I know it's coming from the Lord. I know what I'm preaching because I know it saved my house, it saved my wife, it saved my children, it saved me. I know this thing is real. Ain't nowhere in the world you can sit here and preach Christ, 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 and ain't saved. When you watch a man preach everything else but Christ, you better watch out. You can't handle that much light and light don't get in. Somewhere light going to get in. You got a light on your house, it's going to get in. Somebody else going to see it. If you really got the light in you, somebody's going to see it. And if you got a devil in you, sooner or later, somebody going to see it. God gave people in the church the discerning of spirits. If they'll just use them, they can know that's a devil. That's an evil spirit. That is not God. And you got to be able to stand up and say, that is not God. Why? Because this is, I, I got what God looked like. That ain't God. But you're going to get worried about no people. You can't be worried about no people. 
All right. Colossians chapter 2. Let no man, verse 18, let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility of worshiping of angels, intruding in those things which he has not seen vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. That's what people do. Yay, 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 I hear the Lord. You don't hear nothing. If, if, you, don't read, if you don't read to me out this Bible, you haven't heard nothing. And that's what people do. That man ain't got no Bible in his hand. Tell you what the Lord said. How in the world are you going to tell me what the Lord said? Tell me what the Lord said. This is what the Lord said right here. Nobody want to hear this today, but that's all right. You can't tell me nothing if it's not in the book. Now, you can tell me what you want to say by the unction of the Spirit, but if you want to tell me what the Lord said, you show me the book. And if you don't know the book, you can't tell me what God said. You got to understand, there are people out there worshiping Satan. They know more about the Bible than you do. You better learn this book. First, uh, I'm sorry. The next verse, here it is. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 19. And not holding the head, the head is Christ, from which all the body by joint and band having nourishment ministered, knit together, increased with the increase of God. So that's what he's talking about. That's how you know. When people do not preach Christ, that's how you know. Let's go to verse 4. Colossians 2 and 4. Said it to him twice in the same verse, same chapter. Colossians 2 and 4. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you. How are you going to do it? With enticing words. Smooth talking words. And you'll hear people like that. You'll know. They, 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 they words are just so smooth and they, they don't know the book, though. That's the thing. But they can, you, they can say them words. They got God. I mean, they can say God, boy. All right. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, 1 through 4. We're headed to our message. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1 through 4. I'll tell you this here as your pastor. If you follow me, you won't go to hell. I know we got people, oh, Pastor Crump think he knew everything. I don't know everything, but if you follow me, you will not go to hell. I know that. And, and if, if you don't think that's braggadocious, you can say what you want to say. Ask the other pastor you under. If I follow you, will I go to hell? As a matter of fact, just take off all the glasses and just start following him. <laughs> that's how you do you don't have to ask him. Just start following him. You know where he live at. If he's your pastor, just start following sometime. Sooner or later, you're going to find out he ain't going home all the time. Or maybe he is. People are scared. That, but the pastor, you can't do what the pastor say. You, got to, can't do, you, got to, you can't do what the pastor do. You got to do what the pastor say. No, no, no. You my pastor. I'm going to find out where you at. I'm going to find out where you go. I'm going to find out who you are. So if you always talking about you at the church, I'm going to drive by and see and I see your car. And if I can't see your car because it may be in the garage, I'll check it out later on. See, you all are scared to find out the truth. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I've learned something, boy. If you ever find out the truth about something, it'll make you free. I'll never be deceived no more. This boy been deceived right here. Thinking everybody sit up here and know what they're talking about. Deception. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. You ought to be there now on the screen. 
Verse 1 says, Paul said, I went to God I could bear with you a little bit in my folly. Paul said, let me boast a little while. I'm jealous over you. He's talking to the woman, talking to the church. I'm jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused, watch what Paul says, I've espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste version of the Christ. That's my responsibility as your pastor, to run you away from all other spiritual lovers. See, people think that, that, that when I go and show you this, when, when Israel, and you go back and read all of the books of Old Testament, Jeremiah was to, to, to uh, Jerusalem, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Ezekiel was to Jerusalem, and Jeremiah was to Judah as prophets, and their job was to make sure that they report on them. They were the watchmen, see, they were the watch for them and making sure they report. So when they did wrong, their job was to go tell God. And that's why God said they was all, they were, he, he made them rich, he made them wealthy, gave them everything they want, and then they went to hold them. That's why you have the book of Hosea. Hosea, what, if you read, I mean, you Google it, you watch it free, Hosea. See, and then you realize Hosea went, he had this woman he was in love with. It was a, Gomer, it was a type of God in Israel. But Gomer just would not live right. Gomer had to have her man. So Gomer went out and got her man. And you know what God did? God went out and got and brought her home. Gomer went out and got another man. But what was happening every time she get another man, she get another baby. And God says, this is Israel. But I'm going to go get her because I love that woman. God, go get her again, bring her home. The whole move is like that. He called it Hordeb. Well, Hordeb was not spirit, was not physical. See, when Israel commit Hordeb and adultery, it's always with other prophets. They wanted to go and, and have the, the stump in the ground to tell them something. They wanted images and idols and all this other stuff to, to witness to them. They didn't want God. See, that's what they whole thing. So when they came out of Egypt, guess what they did? They saw Pharaoh, and Pharaoh was made an image out of a calf when they got in the woods. They said, well, they made me one of them. I'm going to make me one of them. Aaron, make us one of them. See, that's what, uh, that's Hordom, that's witchcraft. Now, that's what God gave. That's spiritual doctrine. That's what you got to understand what happened with it, physical or natural. You are involved in spiritual doctrine. All right, let's move on. So here Paul says, in, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, I'm, 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 I'm to chase you as a virgin to Christ. Now, you know what a virgin is? It means that they don't supposed to have no man in their life but Christ. Christ is coming back, and they're supposed to keep them pure till Christ gets back. That's what it was all about. Verse 3. But I fear, he says, lest by any means have the serpent beguile Eve. Now, this word beguile, I gave it to you already. Gave you three words. Did anybody write them three words? Praise the Lord. Well, if anybody beguile you, what do they do? I gave you the seed, but I gave you three words. Just say, pray for me, Pastor. Just, let me move on. Let me move on. <laughs> Praise God. Verse, four said, verse 3 said, But I fear lest any man beguile, the serpent beguile Eve, if he beguile her, what did he do? He deceived her. What does he do? He, he defiled her. 
He just see, see, if you realize what the word defile means, because the Bible told you if any man defile this temple, God going to destroy it. You still don't know what the word defile means. Let me move on. But I feel that any man, as the serpent, watch what he did. He, did, he beguiled her. But watch what he did. He did it through subtlety. Then he told you, show your minds. So you know he had to do it in a mind because he told her not to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The day you eat thereof, you're going to surely die because she ate of the serpent's mind. You got to understand something. The serpent is Pharaoh. And when you go worship at another church, you just not going to worship. You went to eat. And what you're eating is what he prepared, his message, what he prepared for you. See, people don't realize how they get, their, how they get stuff in them, how they get stuff in them they don't put to have. This is not a game. If I preach to you the word of the Lord, if I preach to you Christ and crucified, you, have, you don't put to have some other spirits. How you get them? See, this is what this is what Jesus, what God asked Adam. Watch this. But I feel that's by any means of the serpent, because Eve through subtlety, so your minds, your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity which is in Christ. You don't believe the simplicity of Christ's death being resurrection no more. It's got to be something else. That means you've been somewhere else. And verse 4 says, for it is, here, here, here it is, for he, for he that cometh, he's talking about the other man that you believe. When he cometh, he preached another Jesus. See, what happened is you don't want Christ. You want to go over here where somebody wants to preach to you just Jesus, Jesus. Woo, Jesus. See, you got to understand, it was Jesus before, before the resurrection. You don't hear what I'm saying. It was Jesus before the resurrection. It's Christ after the resurrection. But see, you don't want Jesus. You don't want Christ him crucified. You don't want him because he's spiritual. You want Jesus because he's a real physical man. You lusting after the flesh. God has made that same Jesus. Put it on the screen. Acts 2.36. See, we don't know what people are wanting. They want that physical thing. Son of man. They want the man. They don't want the spirit things. 2 Corinthians chapter, I'm sorry, Acts 2.36. How God made that same Jesus. We wait for it on the screen. Acts 2.36. He made that same Jesus. Watch that whom you crucified. He is now both Lord and Christ. But we don't want, we don't want, we don't want Lord and Christ. We want Jesus. Well, you was not here before the cross. So now you got to believe on Jesus. You got to believe on Jesus. You got to believe in the spirit man. You got to believe that, that, that Jesus now is, is a resurrected man. He's back Lord and Christ now. 
He sits on the throne. He's already in the book of Hebrews been your high priest, Israel high priest. Now he's king. Well, we don't want him like that. We want him married baby. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, that's how we go. You go in the hospital, you don't see Christ, you see Mary baby. You see Joseph. That's what we want. We don't want the word because that's who Christ is. It's the word. We'll come in the church and we say, oh, I want Christ, I want Christ. You don't want Christ because that's what you get is the word. All Christ is is the word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. You keep saying you want Christ. No, you want Jesus. You don't want Christ. Most of the people in the churches, you watch their prayers when they're in, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. You don't want Christ. Because if you want Christ, you want the word. Christ is the word of God. No word, no word, no flesh, just word. See, people want to go to churches, but they don't want to go to churches. They want to go to a place where somebody's going to glorify Jesus. They don't want to go nowhere where you can preach to Christ. They don't want to go nowhere to hear the epistles of Paul because Paul's going to preach Christ and them crucified. We get tired of hearing about this manner. Second Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 4. For if he cometh, preaches another Jesus, what's going to happen, Paul, when he do that? Whom you have not preached, Paul said, who, whom, whom we have not preached. Whom we have not preached. Paul said, we have not preached Jesus. So that's where people want to go. They don't want to come here. They got to go somewhere else, somebody preaching Jesus. He said, then what you going to do? You're going to receive another spirit. That's what you're going to do. You're going to go and receive another spirit. That's what happened to Eve in the garden. Which you have not received here with me. And then you're going to go and hear another gospel. That's what he told you. And then let's go down. Let's go down in, in verse number 12. It'll continue. See, this is the problem with the people. People don't want Christ. They want to go and live with him forever, but they don't want him. They want to be here with Jesus. Let's go, let's go to verse number, 40, verse number three, 12, verse 12, myself. Come to your camera, football star. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 12. But what I do, Paul said, that I do, that I may cut off occasion from them that desire occasion, that wherein they glory that they may even be found even as we. What, what do you mean they glow? They glow in your flesh. For such are false apostles. For such are false apostles. What, what, what else they are? They are deceitful workers. They transform in themselves. This is the day you're living in. They are transforming themselves into an apostle of Christ. See, they don't, they don't want Paul. Let me say it again. They don't want Paul. I'm an apostle just like Paul is. Well, let me see your qualification. 
To be an apostle, first of all, you have to be able to, who have seen the Lord. Have you seen the Lord? Every, that's why Jesus rose from the dead. He presented himself to Paul in the heavens. He had to see him to be an apostle. After he rose from the dead. See, you have, you have credentials that you have to be when you say you're an apostle. That's why there was only 12 that Jesus had. And one of them was a devil. Paul was not the, Paul was not the 13th apostle. They chose a 12th apostle to replace the Matthias, uh, replace the man that they lost, Matthias. But also Paul was an apostle of the Gentile, and they, were, they only had one who was of the Gentile. But today we living in now, all you have to do is just go to the store, get your stuff off the shelf, get you a long stick, and, and get you a big cross stick in your pocket, and get a few people to follow you. And don't forget the ring. Don't forget, don't forget the ring because you have to have the ring and all that stuff. I won't tell you what he get it at. I don't believe that alone. Well, if you ever find out what about the communion cups and the communion glass and all the stone and all the marble, you'll find the rest of it. I, I won't tell you that. Second Corinthians chapter number 11. But I would that Paul says, but such a false apostles, deceitful workers, watch this, transforming themselves into the apostle of Christ. How in the world can you be an apostle and don't know the gospel of Christ? How in the world can you be an apostle of Christ and don't know the gospel of Christ? And people are yet going to churches where the apostles are at and don't, they, got, they, don't even know, they don't even know the gospel of Christ. Don't even know how to be saved by the gospel of Christ. For such are false apostles, they're deceitful workers, transforming themselves into an apostle of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. That's how he got to be who he is. Therefore, it is no more great thing if his ministers. See, that's what I like about God. Listen, he called them his ministers. Also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Matthew chapter 7. How do you know a false apostle when you see one? It's not hard. Don't get the seed. Matthew chapter 7, I'll tell you. See, we, we play crazy when you're talking about people, when you're talking about, well, well maybe he is, Reverend. You know how we know he's not. And well, the Bible told you how you know he's not. All this old stuff ain't about nothing. All you do is look at what's right and what's wrong. Matthew chapter 7. He, 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 this is how you know. And verse 15, because he told them again, beware of false prophets. Matthew 5, uh, 7 15. Beware of false prophets. Coming back to your camera. Coming to you next. Beware, uh, be, beware of false prophets which come to you, watch how they come, in sheep clothing. Listen, if a man's a devil, he's not going to come to you with no red suit on and a pitchfork because you're going to say, that's the devil. How are you going to deceive you? 
he's going to come as an angel of light, looking like a preacher, looking like a pastor. That's how he's going to get you. You're looking for a person. <laughs> I don't know what you're looking for. Matthew chapter 7. Beware of false prophet, which come to you in sheep clothing. Watch this. Inwardly, they are ravening wolves. You, you know how most churches lose their children, especially the girls, because they got a false prophecy here. You know how most churches lose their children, period? They got a false prophecy here. Let me tell you something. My wife and my family is your example that you can see. If I'm not a man of God, you will see it in my children. Because first of all, if I'm not a man of God, my children would not be saved. You all see what's going on, still don't know. People go sit up in a church and the man of God tell you he ain't saved. His wife don't come to church or his children. Now he already apostle. Or he's in the prophetic. And you just go, just go, go, go. You don't even know a false prophet you see one. Let me show you here. Let me show you. See, the Bible don't lie. Matthew chapter number seven. I'm talking about pastors. Beware, uh, beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep clothing, but inwardly they are in ravening woods. You shall know them. He told you how you're going to know them by their fruits. That word fruits mean works. You know them by their works. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringing forth good fruit. If you're a good tree, you bring forth good fruit. But if you are a corrupt tree, you'll bring forth corrupt fruit. I like this. It says, a good tree cannot bring evil fruit. Neither than a corrupt tree can bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth forth good fruit, every one, this is what really happened to Israel. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit was hewed down and cast into the fire. Then he's going to say it again. Wherefore, by their fruit you shall know them. That's how you know them. Well, how, how in the world? Go to, go to Genesis. Go to Genesis 3.13. Go to Genesis chapter 3, verse 13. I'm going to start this today. I'm going to finish if I have to do next Sunday. Because I, I want you to learn something in this Bible. I told you one time how you got a donkey. Now that might be very simple to some of you, but you evidently you still haven't learned how you got one. How you got a mule, I'm sorry. M-U-L-E. How People got a mule. See, I'm, I was raised on a farm. Mule is a beast of labor. Let me say it again. A mule is a what? A beast of labor. Well, in, down south, when they want to have a beast that would labor, 
to work. That's all he would do, work, work, work. He never get tired, a mule. That's why they got him. He bigger than a horse, but he came from a donkey. So if you get a horse and a donkey together and, and, and put them together in the same place, you will get a mule. Now, what did I tell you about that mule? He's sterile. A mule is sterile. That means he cannot reproduce of his own kind. So if you have a mule in the pulpit, what you think you're going to have in the church? But you're going to have to open your eyes and understand God gave you the Holy Ghost so you can understand. He gave you the Holy Ghost so you can know. He gave you the Holy Ghost so you can discern. He didn't give you the Holy Ghost so you can sit by and say that ain't right. You're supposed to know the truth and the truth will make you free. Somebody come and ask you, you should say, do you want to know the truth? If you don't want to know the truth, don't ask me. Because I don't have no lies for you. I'm not going to sit up here and lie to you. If you want to know the truth, you're probably going to hurt your feeling. But if you really want to know, I'll tell you. But I don't have no, no stuff for you. Ain't no, no sugar in my tank. <laughs> Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 13. Genesis chapter 3 and verse number 13. And the Lord God said to the woman, what is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, the serpent, he beguiled me. Well, how did he beguile her? 1 Corinthians 15, 33. You need to put that down in your Bible. Never lose it. 1 Corinthians 15, 33. It said, evil communications corrupt good manners. You cannot. Evil communication. When you when you with somebody else who have a spirit, that spirit will be on you. Evil communication corrupt good manners. And that's why I watch so many people that go and they go to places they don't know what they submit themselves to. They don't even like what what their children submit themselves to. That's, this is, I'm going to show you, this is what happened to Eve. Pharaoh was Lucifer, the serpent, and he beguiled her. But God had told her, do not go to Satan's house. Now, you didn't hear it that way, but let me say it the way the Bible says. 1 Corinthians 15, 33 says, evil communication corrupt good manners. What is, how many can tell me what the word communication is? Maybe that's the problem. Y'all don't know when y'all communicate with nobody? Communication is fellowship. Write that down. It's not hard. When you, have the, when you have the girls over to be with your girls. When you have the boys over to be with your boys. Evil communication will corrupt good manners. And most people, children, will correct it, will corrupt it when they had visitors, guests. Or their children was over there, or their children was over there. 
If you go back and look at Sodom and Gomorrah, and I'm not here to put down Sodom and Gomorrah, I'm trying to show you when, when that was destroyed, Lot came out. God told Lot, go to the mountain or the kingdom. Lot went to, how many know where he went? Probably says a crump, ain't too many people going to know. Zor, that Mike back there. I know Mike got it, him and Mike and Shelley back there. He went to Zor. God told him, don't go there, you go to the mountain. He said, just a little town, I want to go to Zor. While he was in Zor, his girls were terminated, corrupted. And you know what happened to her after that? After that, because Zor was a short, and then they jog on up into the mountain and spend the night. While they were there that night, both of his daughters got him drunk. One got him drunk tonight, Lot, that is, got him drunk tonight and slept with him. The other sister says, we got him, our daddy drunk. It's in the Bible, read the Bible. Huh? I heard 20 something. Genesis, 20. Genesis chapter 20. All right, you read that later. I got, I got my daddy drunk last night, slept with him. Tonight you get him drunk, you sleep with him. And both of them came up pregnant. That's how you got two nations. How many know the two nations? Moab and Ammon. Thank y'all very much for your help. That's how you got the Moabites and the Amorites. And that's how if you follow that down, that's how you got Jerusalem. God told, you can find this for me quickly, one of y'all. God told Jerusalem, uh, Zion, that your father is a Moabite, your mommy is a Hittite. See, that's how you got all, that's how you got what you had. That's why when God called Abraham, Abraham had to come out of Babylon. He was a heathen. He was a worshiper of false God in his family. So God is going to start a, a, a nation called Israel and he, his, what he wants for them is no images and no idols and none of this stuff because that's what they came out of. So you got to understand. So look at Exodus. Let me do the, um, give, me, give me two minutes with you. I'll pay you back tomorrow. I haven't done nothing here. Uh, Genesis what? You have to read it. I'm not going to be able to read it. Uh, your mama to hit that. That was saying. That's Ezekiel if you find it. Ezekiel chapter 16. All right. Ezekiel. I want the one Ezekiel. That, that's what it is. Okay. I, I, it'll trace me back. But let me go to Ezekiel quickly. Because I want to show you one other thing. Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 16. And verse 1. And the word of the Lord came to me. Ezekiel chapter 16 verse 1. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man. Cause Jerusalem to know her abominations and say, Thus saith the Lord God unto Jerusalem, Thy birth and thy nativity is of the land of Canaan. Thy father was an Amorite and thy mother is a Hittite. That's where they came from. So when God got ready to get Abraham, Abraham came like from the Babylon. Now why am I saying all this? Because I want to teach you uh, not all the day, but I'm going to start today. I'm a, uh, next week, I'm going to go full course the next two services. I do not want the people I pass to be ignorant. Go to Ezekiel 28. Give me three minutes. Ezekiel 
Ezekiel chapter 3, uh, Ezekiel chapter 28. You, you won't, you're going to read, not today, I'm not going to read that for you, I'm just going to show it to you. Chapter 28, verse 1 through verse number 7. Verse 6. And then you're going to go and read verse 9 down to verse number 19. Then you're going to go to chapter 29. You're going to read the first six verses. I'm telling you on tape what to read. But I'm just going to show you something here. King, this king of Tyre in chapter 28 really is Pharaoh. Everything starts out one way, ends up another. He started out as a, as a king of Tyre, but he's going to end up as Pharaoh. So how do I know that? If I go over to the last verse in, uh, in chapter number 30, 32, 32, 32, it'll say even Pharaoh. You'll see the answer. But here in chapter 28 and verse 1, let's go there quickly. The word of the Lord came again to me saying, Son of man, say to the prince of Tyre, thus saith the Lord God, because thine heart is lifted up, thou hast said, I am God. I sit in the seat of God in the midst of the seas, Yet thou art a man and not God. Thou shalt be set thine heart as a heart of God. Behold, thou art wiser than Daniel. This is why Eve lusted after his wisdom. So you have to understand when, 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 when Eve brought forth Cain, it's because of a spiritual birth. See, you look at the physical. It wasn't the physical. It was the word man. You got to understand something. She said, I've gotten me a man from the Lord. A man is, is soul. Adam is soul. Eve is soul. The, Adam and Eve is not flesh. It was soul. That's why they could not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. It will corrupt their souls. And they will produce what you see in the flesh, what has been contaminated in the soul. That's what you got to understand. That's why you just can't go, I won't say bar hopping, but church hopping. <laughs> see, you, 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 somebody preaching you another Jesus, you enter with another spirit because you heard another gospel. Then you don't know what's going on inside of you. See, this is, what, this is what happened to her. She ate of the tree of neither good and evil. The tree of neither good and evil was Lucifer. Here he was Pharaoh. Because you are wiser than Daniel, there is no secret you cannot that's hid from you. With your wisdom and with your understanding, thou hast gotten thee riches and hast gotten gold and silver, and silver into your treasures. By your great wisdom and by your traffic has you increased thy riches. Thou hast your heart lifted up. Look over there in verse number 13. I'm done with this today. Verse 13 said, Thou hast been in Eden. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. And you remember the high priests of Israel, what did they wear? They wore a covering with all of the stones in the covering. He lost that. That's why that went to the high priest of Israel. He used to have that. 
Thou hast been in the, in the garden of Eden. Listen, in Eden, the garden of Eden was, was not just a little old bit of cuckoo with, with some apples on the tree. This is the place where all of the kings lived. You go back and look at Ezekiel, you will see all these kings were, were called, all these kings were called beasts in Revelation. But they were kings. They all lived round. That's why you have, you go into Egypt. Pharaoh is the first one you go into Egypt. Egypt is also Africa. You do know Africa. Egypt is in Africa. So if you go in there, you had all the water that flows out of the, of the garden and you had these kings who had all the way around the garden. That's where they lived. They were kings. And you don't have to go nowhere. Just go over there and look. You got the same thing in your day. That hadn't changed. The Bible talks about Lebanon and Lebanon to you just like it did back then. When he talked about the Garden of Eden, he tell you, he tell you about Lebanon. You still got Lebanon. So you have these places, but the key is the Bible is about Genesis. The, I'm sorry, the Bible is about Israel. It's not about all this other stuff. It's about God put Israel in the garden. All these other kings was already there. The king of Babylon was already there. The king of Egypt was already there. Nebuchadnezzar was already there. The Assyrians was already there. Those kings were already there. Check your Bible out. They call them fir trees and they call them different names of trees, cedar trees. In the days of Nebuchadnezzar, he was a tree. That's why the Bible said, going to cut the tree down and leave the stump. They were called trees. That's why when you get to the song, that's why the Bible said Israel was like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That's why they were called trees. And that's why the Bible called us trees. That means you're supposed to be planted in the house of the Lord. So you can bring forth your fruit in your old season. You don't want to get up in your old season. You don't have nothing. That's why God is putting you in a, under the word. You get under the word. You stay under the word so you can bring forth fruit, the fruit of the spirit. Come on, I'm going to have to stop. Now, next week, next week, I want you here because I want to teach you. So you will know what happened in Genesis in the garden. Why, why the first son was Cain. And I'm going to take you through the, what you call the inheritance. How many know what I called it? Birthright. The birthright. And I'm going to show you how you ended up with it. The birthright never was given to, the birthright, if you watch and see where all the places of the birthright, it ended up, in, it ended up with you. The birthright is called the double portion. Listen, you the only one got a double pull. You don't even know what you got. That's why you need to be here. And it's legal. I'm going to show you in the Bible how you got it. Christ died on the cross, the Bible told you in Galatians chapter 3, that the blessings of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. The Gentiles didn't even propose to have the blessings. <laughs> Hallelujah. But when Christ died on the cross, all of the blessings that the Father, you got to understand the birthright is the authority, it's all the power, it's all the wealth, everything the Father has. God has blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. How did you get the blessing? You got them in Christ. Set up on your feet. But you got to know what you got. 
without you knowing what you have, you have nothing. You cannot deceive yourself. You got to know the word. You wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers and the doctors of this world. Spiritual wickedness in high places. That's why you got to know who you are and you got to have the word. That's why we beg you. We keep begging you. Please make sure you have the Holy Spirit. You are in grace. You are not in time. You are in grace. You don't have tomorrow. In the Old Testament, you, you, didn't, you had tomorrow. When James told you, don't say you have tomorrow. When you do anything from now on, it's if the Lord will. See, we just take it for granted that we're going to just do tomorrow. That's why we sing that song every Sunday for offering. I hope we sing it every Sunday I live. The Lord is blessing me. See, if we, if we just stop and think, you didn't have to get up this morning. You don't have to be here, you know. There, there have been people on this earth more money than you have, look better than you have, everything more than you, and they gone. You're only going to be here for a while you're gone. Do you know the word? Do you have your salvation? Do you have the Holy Spirit is my question. Don't just go to church all your life and die and go to hell. I mean, even the bird do that, the dog. You got a chance to be saved. Your soul is too precious to lose. That's why I'm here every Sunday. That's why I never miss Sundays. That's why I'm here every Sunday. I want to make sure you will never die and go to hell. Now, if you don't know, if you don't have the Holy Spirit in your heart, I want you to get out of your seat and come down here. This is no game. I'm not talking about joining no church. I'm talking about, man, I want to be saved. I want God to give me the Holy Spirit. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. You don't go to church because you're not saved. Don't get nobody. Don't let nobody fool you. People don't go to church because they ain't saved. And then you got people who go to church, but they can't wait for the church over to get home. You don't sound like you got the Spirit. You got to understand, when you got the spirit, you want to be in the midst of people who got the same spirit you got. I'm giving you a chance to be saved. I've been where you are. I've been seated, seated where you are. Once you get the Holy Ghost, man, you want to be in church. You want to be somewhere where somebody knows the word. You want to be somewhere where I can get saved. I want somebody to show me how to be saved. Tomorrow is not promised for you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, 
be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.